But you end up with overwhelmed team members. You end up in businesses that aren't that profitable. I mean, a lot of bad things happen. So I would say that's the first and most important mistake that people make is they just simply don't allocate time to plan. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. It's time to go from being a business manager to a business leader so you can stop managing the daily grind and start leading the long-term growth of your organization. This podcast isn't just focused on getting more done and growing your organization. We also focus on leading a team, your team, with confidence. We release a new episode every week answering your pressing questions about running a business or organization and highlight one next step for you and include an activation guide so you can immediately take action and start applying what you learn. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay, a virtual staffing company based in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm her partner in crime, Lisa Zeveld, also known as LZ. I'm the COO of Belay, and we have the privilege of helping thousands of organizations just like you save time, decrease hassles, and reduce the stress associated with running a business with administrative support. We're excited you're with us today. In this episode, we'll be talking about why most strategic and annual plans fail and what to do about it. And we'll be joined by my friend, Mike Hyatt, the founder and CEO of Michael Hyatt & Company, a leadership development company. We're officially entering business planning seasons. If you didn't know this, that's probably one of the problems. (laughs) So this means that you and your team will be reviewing recent performance, outlining future initiatives, perhaps creating some budgets, and maybe even listing out some new hires. So today, we're going to learn a blind spot or two in the planning process and how to overcome them. Before we hear today's listener question, we want to let you know that One Next Step is brought to you by Belay's free remote leadership mini course. Are you now working remote or getting ready to lead your first remote team? Or are you preparing to hire your first virtual team without a brick and mortar office? These are new and difficult shifts to make for any leader or organization. And as you've likely discovered, when you make the switch from leading in an office to leading remotely, there are a slew of new challenges and hurdles to overcome in knowing how to lead your team well. This free email course will cover key areas like productivity while working from home, how to lead your team remotely, creating a cohesive communication plan for your team, and how to build a healthy remote culture. All of this so you can start leading your team well with or without a shared office space. So enroll now at belaysolutions.com forward slash masterclass. Now let's get started with today's listener question. Hey, Lisa and Tricia, it's Ryan in Georgia. I lead the marketing department in our organization with a team of about 12 people. The company will soon start developing the annual business plan for our next fiscal year. We have a standard approach that results in submitting budgets to be approved by the executive committee, which I'm part of. However, our execution on the plan every year isn't great. Typically, only one or two things from the list are completed. And at this point, our leaders respect the budgeting process, but they feel like they're going through the motions. 
I'd like an outside perspective. How do other organizations make annual planning meaningful? What's something that they get wrong that we should avoid? What can I do to ensure our annual business plans are effective? Thank you for sharing your question with us, Ryan. Execution of business plans is something that I think a lot of teams wrestle with. We want to build a plan that provides clarity and specificity, but it also needs to be so energizing and compelling that our teams actually want to implement it. So to help you and us today, we've asked Michael Hyatt to join us. Mike is a dear friend, my former boss, and the founder and CEO of Michael Hyatt and Company. They have been featured on the Inc. 5000 list of the fastest growing companies in America for three years in a row, and the company was named to Inc.'s Best Places to Work list in 2020. He's also the author of five New York Times best-selling books, so we know he has a wealth of knowledge he's going to share with us today. So now, enjoy our interview with Michael Hyatt. Welcome, Mike, to the One Next Step podcast. We're so grateful to have you with us today. Welcome. Thanks, Tricia. Thanks, Lisa. Good to be with you guys. Before we get started, I have to share a story that most people, most of our listeners are not going to know. So you are my former boss. I used to be a virtual assistant for you. That's true. My first <laughs> Years virtual ago, assistant. Years ago. Remember the day? I do. I think it's because of you that I'm in, I am where I am today. Now, I do I do look to you as a, an absolute mentor. I've learned so much from you, even working for you as an assistant. So thank you for the time we got to work together. But I, I wanted to share a story that will really tee up what an amazing leader you are. So when you were launching your platform book at the time, I was your assistant, remember? You had a goal that you were going to do 100 interviews in the month of the launch, which I can't remember what the month is. 100? You were going to do, cra- you were going on a crazy press wow. train. And you were, you were working with your PR company and setting up all of these radio interviews and, and PR interviews on a wild tour. Do you not remember this? No, I do remember it. I was, I was a hundred <laughs> interviews. I was much younger and more energetic then. And that was, the, that was like the biggest goal I had ever in, in my life. I'm like, this man, wow, a hundred interviews. But as your assistant, I had to schedule them. So I worked with your PR firm. We scheduled these hundred interviews in this three, four week spam. Mm. And I messed some up. I got time zone wrong. I think I you need to link in the that you did. Yes, what? I made a flub. <laughs> and there were a couple, there was probably two or three out of a hundred that like, he had like the wrong phone number in the wrong link or the wrong time zone. Oh. And I could not feel more awful. But this is a testimony to you, Mike. You do you remember that you were so gracious. You were like, Trisha, three out of 100 is a 97%. That's an A. <laughs> And you did great because you got 97 (laughs) of these right and you only messed up three, even though it was very frustrating and you had every right to be disappointed in, you know, the work or whatever, you could have not been more encouraging and humble and kind. Oh, thank you. Because I think you knew I felt bad, but I will never forget that. Well, what's amazing about that is it was such a home run, 97%, that I have no memory of that at all. Of me messing up those wow. things. No. Here's, here's, here's what I remember is that you were such an awesome executive assistant that it was really, really hard for me to replace you. Now I've got oh. I've got a phenomenal executive assistant now in Jim. So Jim Kelly Jim's is great. my mm-hmm. right hand person, and I can't imagine life without him. But I mean, you set the bar high. 
And it was my first executive assistant experience, mm-hmm. and it made it really tough going forward to find somebody that could really replace you in terms of, I, I don't know, just your attention to detail. I mean, you're, you're focused on the 3%, but just your attention to detail to get 97% of it right. Correct. Thank and you. your initiative, <laughs> and you were just fun. Oh, thank you. It was such an honor. It was really hard to stop being your virtual assistant. I mean, if I could have two careers, I'd still be your virtual assistant. (laughs) (laughs) But I also believe in work-life balance. So from that, we move on. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You can't have two jobs. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Fun times, fun times. So, okay, here's the real reason why we have you on the podcast today. To talk about creating annual business plans and strategic plans. So Mm. it is the season Mm -hmm. where a lot of organizations are starting to step into planning for the following business year. You have spent decades creating, coaching, editing, um, and leading people through creating strategic plans. And I would love to know actually what you have observed people are doing wrong you know, where are yeah. the, where are the roadblocks that you see time and time and time come up that people are, there's a gap for people here? Well, I would say the first one is people don't do it. You know, they, they're so focused on doing that they never take time. That's to, a big one. Yeah. To, take <laughs> That's the, big. to push the pause button and to kind of yeah. go on a retreat and reflect over what they've accomplished, you know, that mm-hmm. past year, and then to begin to plan, design, and engineer the future. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why this is so important to take time to plan, if you don't design the future, you will drift to a destination you didn't choose. And nobody ever drifted to a destination they chose. You know, so you drift to bad places. And in business, it's really bad because you drift to places where you have erratic or uh, skinny cash flow, that's never good. You know, from mm-hmm. a, I mean, you're a CEO, you know, I mean, you're cash flow is Elzine's like. You're speaking language over here. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's like job number one. I want skinny cash flow. cash flow. No, fat. she wants big fat cash flow. <laughs> but you end up with overwhelmed team members. You end up in yeah. businesses that aren't that profitable. I mean, a lot of bad things happen. So I would say that's the first mm-hmm. and most important mistake that people make is they just simply don't allocate time don't to plan. Mm-hmm. And so the antidote yeah. to that is you got to schedule it and you've got to schedule it far in advance. And so like mm-hmm. at our team at Michael Hyatt and company, this is always a week long executive retreat. That's how it starts. We're doing ours this year in October as we prepare for 2021. Golly. I know I'm ready for 2020 to be over. I'm not gonna lie. I am too. <laughs> I'm ready to plan for 2021. I'm not confident 2021 is going to be, you know, that much better, but honestly, our, I mean, our business is flourishing. So I, you know, yeah. I know a lot, a lot of people's aren't, I don't want to be empathetic right. to that, but this has been a good year, year for us. I would say the second mistake people make is if they do strategic planning, and I know exactly how to do the mistake I'm going to tell you about because I'm an expert at this. I did this for years. Do an executive retreat, spend an enormous amount of money going to a nice place, mm-hmm. get all the brain power of the company, think, mm-hmm. dream, create mm-hmm. these documents, put it in a binder, come back to the office stick it on the shelf and never look mm-hmm. at it again. Yes. So do you remember that book called The Secret? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like yes. it was so it was so popular about, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, but the whole thing was yeah. about the law of attraction. You know, if you just right. got to like float your intention out to the universe 
It'll all happen. <laughs> I I wish it were true. Not good for execution for is actually a thing. Yeah, yeah execution, execution, as it turns out, is actually a thing. So so if it's, you go to all the trouble to create a strategic plan, but then you don't have a mechanism for driving mm-hmm. execution, it just gonna it isn't gonna happen by magic. I mean, you'll make some decisions in strategic planning that will affect your execution, whether you look at the plan or not. But the real juice and the real power of strategic planning is when you use it as an operational uh, document to drive execution. Yeah, we've kind of mimicked what you do Mm -hmm. as well. So we meet as an executive team in the fall of every year. Mm. For us, it's September, Mm -hmm. and we use that time as well to kind of plan forward. Excellent. And and I like this because actually our listener question today is around execution. So you, you, you teed that up beautifully. I do have to give you some credit. I know Tricia just bragged on you, but I really like how you say in order to create those plans, you need to remove yourself from where you're at. You really need to go to a place don't let any outside distractions in. And that works for your organization and your personal planning too, right? Like you just totally. need to get out and really have vision. So what are some perhaps um, tips that you could help our entrepreneurs out there who don't even know how to put it out in the universe? What are some great things that you could tell them about how to create that vision in order to get out of that space and create these strategic plans? Well, there's a number of elements that are involved in strategic planning, but the first and most important, Mm -hmm. the foundation of everything else is your vision. And in fact, Mm -hmm. I call it a vision script. So Mm, in my newest book, The Vision Driven Leader, I outline this in detail. But so often people think that, you know, they've got to have a vision statement, you know, some Hmm. short, pithy, super clever thing that you could put on a t-shirt, you know, or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, put as a motto in your, in your lobby. That's not going to be robust enough to really drive the kind of execution and to drive, drive the vision forward Hmm. for your business. So I talk about a vision script. And Hmm. what I mean by that is that it's a short document, three to five pages in length. It outlines a clear, attractive, practical, and inspirational version of your future. It's written Mm. in the present tense as though it's already happened, and it describes reality as you see it three to five years from now. Mm. So it gives you you the light, your leading light, where you plan to go. And and most people don't know how to do this because it's not taught in college. I couldn't find a single Mm. college or university that had a course on vision. There's only a couple of books on it, and most people mistake vision for mission. But this mm-hmm. is really about designing the future. And so I had the book set up, and I talk about it in a vision script about having four different categories that you really need to envision. First of all, the future of your team. What does your team look like mm-hmm. three to five years from now? What okay. uh, does your product development or your service offerings look like three to five years from now? What does your marketing look like three to five years from now? And what impact are you having three to five years from now? So those four oh, categories, mm-hmm. and and for us at Strategic Planning, and the first time you do this, it's the most involved, takes the most work. But every year we review that vision. We say, okay, is there anything that we want to true up? And again, it's three to five I, years in the future. Yeah, I imagine, yeah, I imagine like life happens sometimes and the plan changes. It does. COVID, pandemic. COVID, <laughs> pandemic. I mean, right. But, yeah. but honestly, it doesn't change as much as you think. So, huh. so like even in the midst of, of COVID, well, yeah, that's a disruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like, you know, we've been in this disruption for years, but it's only been at the time of recording this a few months, but, mm-hmm. but still 
we're going to rebound from this. I don't think the, the mm -hmm. next normal is going to be the same as the old normal, but there's going to be enough that's the same that for us, I, I mean, I just know our vision isn't going to change that much. It'll change that some, mm -hmm. but once you lay the foundation, it pretty much stays the same. Now, I just, I, I want to contrast vision with strategy. This is an important distinction. Okay. Strategy, I mean, it doesn't usually change every day, but it could change every day because vision is the what. That's mm -hmm. where you're going, right? And as a leader, you have no business leading unless you know where you're taking people. So that's why vision is so critical as a leader. You've got to be able to articulate where it is that you're going. Strategy is how you get there. How you get there. How you get there. So, yeah. so every year, my family and, and Brian and Shannon, you know, have a place down uh, close to Rosemary Beach where we love to go every year with our entire family on the, in the panhandle of Florida. So, mm -hmm. so that's the vision. And, I mean, we've been there so many times that we have a clear vision for what it is that we want to do in, in any given year. You know, we've, we've imagined yeah. all the stuff. But the strategy might be different. I mean, some years we've gone on a Southwest flight and flown to Pensacola and then rented a car and driven. That's a pretty awesome option because it's so fast. Usually we drive I-65 straight south through Birmingham and then go southeast to the Panhandle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are different strategies. Sometimes, even when we take I-65, mm -hmm. there's road work, there's construction, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a wreck on the road, and we have to adjust mm -hmm. in the moment. That's the same thing with strategy. You have to adjust, like with COVID, mm -hmm. based on conditions on the ground. We, we had a huge pivot right after COVID happened. I mean, literally, the president gave that speech on Wednesday night. We already had, we had a course uh, out eight days later. So we had mm -hmm. to adjust our strategy because we weren't sure what was going to happen to our revenue. Yeah. Now, when you are getting out of the office and you're planning this, we kind of set it up of a strategic plan, vision, you know, that you're you're creating this document. Are you doing that at the same time or do you find it's best to really spend time creating that vision and then come back and create the strategic plan for it? Yeah, I, I honestly, and this is going to be kind of odd maybe for people to hear, but the first time you create a vision script, I don't recommend using a mm -hmm. team to do it. This is the work of the leader. Okay. And so yeah. what I would recommend in preparation for that strategic planning meeting, if this is the first time mm -hmm. you've ever done it, is that the leader schedules a half day to a full day to get alone by themselves. You know, take your organizational chart, take your mm -hmm. financials for the last three years, take any other documents, you know, that you think would be helpful and just begin to dream and come up with a draft. Then come back to your team at strategic planning, and this is really important. You're not Moses coming down from the mountain. <laughs> this is not. We're set, not with your oh, tablets. You're, you're holding your tablets coming Darn. down. <laughs> yeah. this, this is not set in stone. It's a rough draft, and so mm. here's how the conversation would look. You'd talk to your team, and I, I did this for the first time uh, back in the year 2000 when I assumed responsibility for one of Thomas Nelson's 14 book publishing division. So I was made the general manager of this one division that I, I didn't know this at the time, but uh, that division was dead last in every important financial metric. Uh, the business was shrinking. So revenues were going backwards. The business had lost money the previous year. You know, our, our return on assets was super low. In fact, it was non-existent. So the CEO had asked me, how long is it going to take to turn this division around? And of course I had no idea. But I picked a number out of the air and I said, I think I can do it in three years. And he said, well, that's kind of what I was thinking. So the first thing I did is what I'm suggesting to you. 
I went off and had a private retreat for a day, and I began to write on paper what I wanted to see happen in three years, because that's the time horizon that I'd given to the CEO. And so I wrote down things like, our division publishes five New York Times bestsellers every year. So again, I was writing into the present tense as though it already mm -hmm. happened. And it was a reality that didn't exist at the time I was writing that. We weren't publishing mm -hmm. any New York Times bestsellers. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, we are so profitable that our team maxes out their bonuses, gets their full bonus mm -hmm. every year. So I wrote down 10 different bulleted points. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the distinction of the four sections that I talked about earlier, but I just came up with this sort of this rough draft. And so then I came back to the team and again, not Moses, but I said, hey guys, I've been thinking about the future. I'm sure I've missed some things, some things I probably don't have right, but I need, and this is where the transference of ownership takes place. I said, I need your help to get the clarity that we collectively need to make progress toward designing and implementing this future. So, oh my gosh, we got engaged in like one of the most important conversations mm. I've ever had in business because we're talking about what it is that we want to create in the future. And it's a blank slate. We can create whatever we want, right? That was sort of the premise yeah. of it. You know, let's not, let's not consider resources because that's mm -hmm. where people get hung up in strategic planning too. They say, people well, we can't I do can't. that. They become excuses. They do. We don't have the money. We don't have the money, whatever. But here's the mm -hmm. thing. The resources will not appear until the vision is clear. Because yeah, clarity... That's a great little... That's a great one-liner, Mike. <laughs> well, thank you. It's not the first time I've given it. But the first... I, oh, you practice. <laughs> <laughs> so once you get clarity, it attracts vision. I mean, if you don't believe this, if you're, a, if you're a small business and need a loan from a bank for your business, just go in and talk to your banker and say, hey, I need some money. And the banker says, for what? And you say, I, I don't know, just kind of general operations. They're not going to write the check. Right? No, right? They want clarity about what mm -hmm. you're going to use it for. So it's critically important that you get that, that clarity, but don't be constrained by lack of resources. But involve your team. So that first time, and just to kind of bring mm -hmm. this back to strategic planning, Lisa, because it's a question you asked, yeah. is get some clarity yourself. If you can get it 70% of the way there on your own, perfect. Mm -hmm. Do not be perfectionistic. You don't want it perfect because you want other people to be able to make a contribution. Then bring it back to your right. team and that'll give you enough for that conversation for that first strategic planning session. That's great. I love that so much. We like to coin that we are the most practical business podcast in the world. Awesome. <laughs> we like practicality. We want our audience to walk away taking notes and with an action. So if you could give a listener today a simple action or a simple step they could take right now to start or initiate what we're talking about, vision statement and script, strategic planning. If you can give somebody one practical piece of advice, one great tip to start, what would you advise them to do? Well, Daniel Harkavy and I wrote a book called Living Forward that's about life planning. And in mm -hmm. that book, we say what gets scheduled gets done. Mm. So Very true. The most important thing is schedule that retreat. If you've never done this before, mm -hmm. schedule that mm -hmm. solo retreat by yourself 
you know, maybe a subcategory of that is buy my book, The Vision Driven Leader, and read it, and it will guide you step by step through the process Mm -hmm. of creating a vision script. And let me tell you something, once you have that, you're going to feel unbelievable confidence and clarity like you've never had before. But it starts with scheduling it. What gets scheduled gets done. Yeah, love that. You mentioned a, a key point here about confidence. And I think that it takes a lot of confidence for that leader to even trust themselves to sit down to start writing that vision script and st- sort of start creating what how they see the business. What are some common pitfalls? I know that you work with a lot of leaders. What are some common pitfalls that leaders run into when they're creating that vision script, or perhaps they have the vision script, but but then strategic planning? Well, let me make a distinction that I first learned from Dan Sullivan of a strategic coach, and that is there's a fundamental difference between courage and confidence. They look the same on the mm. outside. When somebody's being courageous, you assume they're being confident, but it's two different things. When you're mm. courageous, you're acting in spite of your fear or in spite of whatever it is that's keeping you stuck. You just put one foot in front of the other and you do the thing regardless of how you feel inside. Mm -hmm. As you do it, and particularly when you do it more than once, then you develop the confidence. So every leader, I don't care if it's public speaking, I don't care if it's leading your first meeting, I don't care if it's creating your strategic uh, first strategic plan, if you feel fear or if you feel overwhelmed, you're normal. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is take action in spite of that, and that's Mm -hmm. that's what courage is. So I think, I think the biggest pitfall that people would make, Lisa, is that they, wait, they want to wait till they feel confident. Let me tell you something. Yes. If I waited till I felt confident, I would never do anything. I wouldn't have got married. I wouldn't have had kids. <laughs> That's I, what I was going to say. Kids, kids comes to mind for me. I wouldn't have had kids. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, you, don't, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. once you get the vision, then the next thing I would do is a traditional what's called a SWOT analysis. Strengths, Mm -hmm. weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, particularly in light of your vision. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Mm -hmm. What are your opportunities and your threats? And that is so much fun to do that. Mm -hmm. From there, Mm -hmm. you're going to want to move. Third third element of a strategic plan is what are sort of your strategic priorities? In other words, out of that SWOT analysis, what are the seven to 10 things that you must address in this next year if you're going to move toward that vision? Mm -hmm. Okay. Then from the strategic priorities, you want to distill that or transform those into seven to 10 goals for your organization. And I would, I would highly recommend not more than that, seven to 10 goals for your organization. And I described, I was going to say, yeah, I bet many people try and bite off more than they can chew. Totally. And it's a huge mistake. Now Mm -hmm. they can cascade down so that every department can have seven to 10, Mm -hmm. but the seven to 10 at the top level, make sure that Mm -hmm. everybody on your executive team or your leadership team owns one of those, but not one person owns all of those. So I have, yeah. as a CEO of Michael Hyde and Company, I only have one goal that's mine, and it happens to be the net profit goal for the year. Mm-hmm. Everything else gets parsed out to everybody else. So we don't want everybody mm-hmm. overwhelmed. They're going to have divisional goals or departmental goals in addition to the top-level corporate goals. So then you get to goals, and you can identify a few of the next actions, but don't Um, unless you're building nuclear submarines or you're NASA, (laughs) you don't need these elaborate action plans. All you need is the the first few steps that you got to take to get the ball rolling. So that's the essence of the strategic Mm -hmm. plan. Now, here's what's important though. You can't put it in a binder and file it away. The Mm -hmm. first thing you've got to do is create alignment in your organization. 
Alignment is predicated upon vision. So in other words, you have to have something to align around. What are you going to align around? Mm -hmm. You got to align around the vision. So you've got to go back and using cascading communication, which I talk about in my book, No Fail Communication, you're going to cascade the communication down to every single person in the company so that everybody has clarity about where you're taking this bus. Mm-hmm. And then finally, it's got to be translated into execution. So vision, alignment, execution, mm-hmm. always in that order. But the execution's got to look like, not only do you have to come up with the annual goals for every department, every division, but then you want to come up with quarterly goals and you want to mm-hmm. work that down into what are your weekly priorities and what are your daily actions. That's the missing linkage in so much, so much of strategic planning. Right, is like the day-to-day or weekly stuff that feed into the longer-term three-to-five-year vision. That's right. If you're not making progress daily, you're not going to get anywhere in three to five years. You're going to be the same place in three years from now than you are today if you're not taking baby steps every day. Well, I think that's when it starts to feel really Mm -hmm. overwhelming for leaders, the CEO or the business owner to create that. But then even those department heads, it feels overwhelming because it's so big. How am I going to get this done? But when you can break it down and when you can delegate, then it's it's much more manageable. Mm -hmm. And then your team members can see the vision. It's no longer cloudy. It's like you gave them a pair of binoculars. They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. That's where we're trying to get to. I got it now. <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect metaphor. I mean, you know, we're we're really focused here at Michael Hyatt and Company on, you know, we we get off site once a quarter, or at least we did before COVID. Now we do it via Zoom. But mm-hmm. we do quarterly planning. You know, we review where we at are at on our annual goals. And then each department reviews where they're at on their departmental goals. And then we kind of set what we're going to do for the next quarter. And then each team typically reviews their weekly priorities. And then some teams even review, okay, so what am I, and we, we call this the daily big three, it's built out in our mm-hmm. full focus planner, but what are the three actions I can take today that are either going to move me forward on one of my goals mm-hmm. for the quarter or an important mm-hmm. project that I've committed to for the quarter? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is all amazing knowledge. There are so many things that you talk about that we follow along with at Belay and, and we, we, I feel like I could validate and say everything you're saying is so true. Oh gosh. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. All of the planning that, you know, calendaring, making it happen, execution is the only way mm-hmm. to win strategy, all the things. So I, I totally affirm everything you're saying as the CEO of Belay. And, and I hope that anybody listening, if this changes anything they're doing tomorrow, if, if one person can take a step to plan mm-hmm. any of this, I feel like they will be next step to winning. So having you on today to talk about all this stuff has been just truly, uh, I know it's going to be a gift to a lot of people who need to well, hear Well, thank it. you. This is why we love Belay yeah. and continue to use <laughs> got you guys. And we feel such a values alignment because- Mm-hmm. The way you think about business, the way you do business, you know, is just so in alignment with with how we think about it. Yeah, we could be the same business. Yes, I, I was gonna say we would not be where we are today. I know myself as a leader, I would not be where I am today without the resources that you have provided well, over you. the last ten years. Um, intentionality yeah. is really where it comes down. To, you know, if mm, I could yeah. say one word about the content that you create and the the, the business mm-hmm. and your passion, it's about intentionality about what you want to be, where you want your business to go. And with that intentionality, I really do think anything is possible. So, Wow, thank um, you. 
Yes. Yeah. Mike, thank you again for your time. We could continue to talk because you are just such a wealth of knowledge, but we are going to make sure that our listeners are directed to um, all of them so that they can also become world-class leaders. So thank you. Fantastic. Yes. Thanks for having me Thanks, on. Thanks, Mike. It's great to see you. Good to see you guys. Thank you, Mike. Wow, Trisha. I know that you had the privilege of working with Mike for quite some time, and um, you just speak so highly of him. I bragged on him. He has just made such a difference in my life and our life here at Belay, our business. Truly. So I know we're going to have a lot to talk about here today. So I'm going to throw it over to you. Mm. What, if you can pick one, maybe two, <laughs> maybe two, I'll, I'll give you time for two. What are your takeaways from our interview with uh, Mike? Yes, I've had the luxury of working working with Mike, the privilege of working with Mike. So I've learned so much from him. But what I loved about today's specific conversation was really the focus on scheduling things to happen and the execution of those things. So he is so right. Taking the time, blocking out days from your calendar, and really as a leader, getting away to spend time thinking about the business instead of working on the business. So Mm -hmm. I love how he kind of broke it down to those two steps at getting away as a leader and then getting away as an executive team, whether that's annually, quarterly, or the, and you've got to get that time on the calendar and just make it happen. I know we do at Belay, and those are some of the most yeah. pivotal conversations and excellent sessions for the strategy and growth of Belay is that we are so intentional about making time. It's a, it's such a high priority that um, it's on our calendars like a year in advance. Yeah, <laughs> our, but, but I think time. a lot of people find it's counterintuitive. They're like, what do you mean leave my business, right? It's kind of like the same yeah. thing with delegation. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so I love it. And then and then secondarily from that, when he said it's great, you know, you have the you develop this great vision and this strategy and you put it in a fancy binder, but you can't just put it on the shelf and it'll collect yeah. dust. That that then there comes the action and breaking that down into daily and weekly baby baby mm-hmm. steps so that it's not this ethereal goal or this fake thing sitting out there, this pie in the sky, is that you convert that into real, actionable, doable progress that you can make as a team throughout your day and your week so that when you blink and it's three years from now, you didn't totally miss the mark. Um, So I I love that he talked about um, scheduling and the execution of all those things. I know so. you love execution. I love an execution <laughs> queen. So he's speaking my language. I love talking about getting things done. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, yes. How about you. you? What goes right along with that was his comment about don't be Moses. You mm. know, when you start to create that that first vision script the very first time and you find yourself a, a half a day or, or perhaps a full day when you can start creating that vision, not to come down from the mountain, right? And go, mm-hmm. here you go, team. Because I think that's where the execution fails. I mean, he said it very clearly. If you come back and you've got it maybe 70% done, then you're allowing your team to speak into that vision script so there's more buy-in. I was going to say then, buy-in. Yes. That's the word right there. Buy you want your team in. to believe it and feel like they were part of the idea itself. Yes, yes. And so you just don't get so much pushback if you came with 100% done. And here's the thing too, as the leader or as the owner of the business, you don't 
always know what's best. There are areas mm-hmm. of your business you should be delegating that other people know more than you do. Absolutely. Um, you should not be the smartest person in the room, right? You, you should, as a leader, you should know how mm-hmm. to lead people, but everything shouldn't rest on your shoulders. So when you are planning that vision script and allowing yourself to say, hey, I think this is pretty good. You know, I'd love my leader's buy-in. I love my team's buy-in. Then going back to them really shows that you're humble, mm-hmm. right? You're a humble leader. Everybody Open. wants a humble leader. Yeah. And saying, hey, I need your buy-in. I, I want your voice to be a part of this vision script. And then it's so much easier to then design the the strategic plan and those next steps that get you to our favorite word, execution. Yes. And you'd be surprised how many people on your team do have great ideas that you did not even think of or the strategy with which you might have executed on the vision. So I I love that we are a very engaged, we're a very engaged leadership team here at Belay Mm -hmm. and everybody brings their expertise to the table and we can't pretend and I don't pretend to know all and be all. Even a CEO, um, I really lean into my leaders in their areas of expertise to fill in the gaps where I have them. And I think that's where that is so um, relevant. I can't pretend to know how Mm -hmm. is the exact right way to run finance or how to run marketing. I have leaders in place to know. And it's my job to really pull that from everybody and create this amazing package that becomes this this organization that people want to work for and that thrives. Yes, definitely. Well, all right, Tricia, you know what time it is, right? Come on. (laughs) And hopefully our listeners do too. If you've been with us a while, you know that it is time for the One Next Step. And if it's your first episode with us, I'm going to tell you all about it. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure that taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So each episode, we're going to offer you One Next Step to propel you and your business forward. Today's next step is to download this week's activation guide, which is the Vision Building Starter Kit. It includes some of Michael Hyatt's best free resources related to developing your vision script. Yes, and he has some amazing resources. So so download it now. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to text the phrase One Next Step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. That's onenextsteppodcast.com. When you request today's guide, you're also going to receive a summary of today's episode, which is going to include all of those quotes and takeaways we got from Mike, links to the resources he mentioned, and questions to ask yourself or your team to further explore today's topic. That's right. We also give you a link to a 10 to 15 minute playlist that you can play in the background. Relax, let your mind go free so you can focus on your next step. So again, don't miss this. We want you to text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. And we're even going to give you the opportunity to submit your business questions so one of us or a future guest can answer it during an upcoming episode. Here's our challenge to you. Download the guide and then give yourself the next 10 to 15 minutes to work on your next step. And don't miss this. It's super important. Do it now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Start by making today count. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.